Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. All right, guys, this is it. This is the end. We started on what, like Tuesday? Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, this is the Black Mirror After Show, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. All right, all right, all right. Uh, welcome to the Black Mirror After Show, Season 4, Episode 6, Black Museum. I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. You're my co-host. What's going on, After Buzzers? I'm Olivia Gabri, aka the Real OG. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter, the Real underscore O underscore G. What's up, party people? I'm Erica Edwards. You can follow me on all social media at Erica D Edwards. That's E R I K A D as in door Edwards. And as always, I'm Steve Kaufman. Find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K A U F M A N M. All right, so. First thoughts. Oh, this one was actually, I was happy with, it was a good ending. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. I, it went out with a bang. Uh, I think this is my favorite episode. Mm, awesome. This is tied for Hang the DJ of my favorite episode of the six. Yeah. Yeah, I really, this is also probably tied uh, for between that and USS Callister. Hang the DJ just just touched me. It's just my favorite. <laughs> I can't just, I can't knock it down. But, um, no, it was, it was a really great episode. It was exactly what I think a Black Mirror episode should be. Like, you don't really see the ending coming. Mm. Um, but you also kind of, the moment it is he was revealed, I was like, oh, I know who she is. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, it was about to happen. Um, especially because we kind of gotten set up that Rolo was not the most legitimate man. So to get into that, let's talk about Black Museum. So we open with Nish. Nish, we'll go with Nish. Nish. Yeah. Uh, driving through basically the desert. We playing there's always something there to remind me, a different type of version nonetheless, but still. Yeah. Um, and she gets to a gas station which seems to have closed down and you're kinda of just like, Oh, oh okay, but she has a charger. Oh how nice. Oh, but how convenient. There's like a museum there that she can just go mm-hmm. hang out with and, and and see what's going on there. Uh, and we kinda of get her we they did a really nice shot of of her walking to the side of it, and you just kind of think she's checking out the sign. But the reveal later was a nice little, oh, okay, there was there was a, something that we actually missed in that beat. And so she ends up meeting the proprietor of this business, Rolo Haynes, a uh, very Weasley American, um, who collects things of a criminal of a, a criminal past? Criminological artifacts. Yes. Authentic criminological artifacts. And so he takes her in, and he, um, well, first off, before we even get into the actual stories, like, which ones did you spot? Oh, um. The lollipop. The, the Victoria Callister. Victoria Scalene, from, just as she walks in. You see Victoria. There, you see mm-hmm. Victoria Scalene's picture, and then I believe it was the. From White Bear. And then I believe it was, like, what she was wearing in White Bear. Oh. But, okay. Like, that was the actual artifact, because otherwise it was, like, but there was a whole section of Victoria Scalene who had 
she was the she was in White Bear, and she was often mentioned within that yeah, whole universe. Throughout, she's kind of okay. always talked about about what they you see before she, they decide what her punishment is. Before in certain certain episodes, you'll see like on the scroll feed. Yeah. Um. So she was like a big part of it. You see the the mask of the, the people who would um, basically terrorize her every night. Yeah, the white bear masks. Uh, and then there was um, the lollipop from USS Callister, and then there was also the bathtub from um, the Iceland one. I'm forgetting the name. The crocodile tear. Crocodile. The, okay. Uh, and then, then there, there was, was a tablet from Archangel. Yeah, there the tablet, tablet from Archangel, Archangel was there. Then there were the skeletons on the on the beds in the back, and I could not figure out if that was from the season three episode with the the fake vampire people. No, I can't be it. No, that no, I didn't. I saw the skeletons. I didn't know where they were from. Yeah, I if assume, anyone in the chat knows what the skeletons are from, please like chime in. I assumed in, but everyone. I've read like at least ten articles at this point that mm-hmm. have referenced all the Easter eggs. None of them pointed that out. A lot of them missed the Victoria Scalene behind her. Yeah, I immediately saw Victoria. Scalene. Yeah, I missed it. You missed it too. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty. It's because you're kind of focused on her. Um, But and then there's something they did that was so cunning with with when she's he asks like, "What are you doing out here?" She's like, "Oh, I'm just here to see my dad. You know, my mother." Yeah. He says, did I surprise him? And the first time I watched the episode, I didn't really catch it. But I there I also felt this feeling of like, I should go back and rewind that and hear exactly what she said because I feel like that's yeah. She said, "I'm part of it." Important information. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're surprised. He's like, well, I'm part of the surprise. Exactly. So that was yeah, good for too. you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so it was a nice little kind of when the episode first opened. I thought, oh, okay, well, this would be kind of cool that maybe. Oh, and the bee, the bee from oh yes. uh, the from, season finale of last um, year, most hated in the nation. Yeah, or hated in. The uh, oh, it was right, nice okay. to see kind of all those little tidbits. Oh, that was that was. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was like. I, I was like, I know I should know what this... Okay. Mm-hmm. Which, that makes sense. Charlie Brooker, you can't say in, art, in articles and interviews and all around town that there's not one succinct universe and then give us an episode like this. Yeah. You can't, do, you can't have it both ways, bro. <laughs> this is all one universe. Mm-hmm. Multiple people on, uh, on a subreddit I'm subscribed to have plotted a chart. <laughs> We've just about nailed your timeline. Yeah. I'm still arguing my 15 million merits... I'm still uh, arguing right. my 15 million merits San Junipero theory. Yeah. They're not hearing it. Yeah. Just sit, but we're plotting we're plotting it and we're on to you. That's true. <laughs> so to tie it into San Junipero. So we get to the first story where he's showing her like a a brain net or a brain there's a, there's a much yeah. more delicate term for it. I'm sorry, I don't remember it even though I just watched it before I got here again. Um and we're introduced to Dr. Dawson who works at St. Juniper's. <laughs> yeah. Wink, wink. Wink, wink, wink. And Rollo Haynes works for TCKR, uh, which we know is the company that created San Junipero. So this is kind of like the foundation of, of that company that goes on to build pretty much a majority of the tech, at least the mental tech that we have, in uh, Black Mirror. Or at least San Junipero and like... Well, they also, when you go back and look at some of the, the scroll feed, they talk about how Ticker is also a part of yeah. that video game technology and all that kind of stuff. So it ends up tying it in. And then the, the introduction of Rollo Haynes uh, also implies that Ticker basically is the foundation for a lot of the um, mental technology that we experience. That is true. So, because even the, the, 
the probe they mm-hmm. used is the same one from USS Callister. So. I'm trying to give other companies credit, and I can't. <laughs> it's all yeah. ticker. It's, it's all a- ticker, basically. This, it's right. kind of like ticker is like their Amazon or whatever. Mm. If Amazon were to go into or Apple, the ticker is mm. like their Apple. Um, so int- introduces the story of Dr. Dawson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. I guess because I've watched it so many times by the fourth time I was just listening for their accents because they're all British uh, and they're all doing American accents at one point or another another majority of them uh, except for the second second episode which is American actors but I, I, I just really love the commentary about American life because Dr. Dawson could not exist anywhere else because the whole point was that people who didn't have insurance were uh, open to experimental technology, which is why these people were in this kind of rundown hospital, allowing this person to net their brain and and, and see what he could mm-hmm. feel from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, what a what a commentary on how on healthcare in America. <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, and I guess this is still a problem in this like alternate futuristic uh, Black Mirror world that Americans just can't get their their ish right when it comes to. Uh, you know the justice system and healthcare, um, but they—I don't know—it was, it was kind of interesting to see that ticker starts in like a kind of old hospital, and when they when you get to the floor, it's like somewhat nicer, but you get the feeling that these are kind of desperate people. Yeah. Everyone who works here in the doctor, and they even kind of say that he took on this technology because his mortality rate was so low. Um, right. I don't know how you. How did you all feel about that kind of introduction to this like rundown American? I mean, hospital? even when he was um, like pitching the idea, mm-hmm. he was kind of making it seem like, well, you know, you don't really have many options, but here's an op, like mm-hmm. just throwing it out there that this could be a possibility for you. And mm-hmm. when your back's against the wall and your wife's essentially dead, it's like you're you get desperate and you're going to try anything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, to me, I sort of took it as... Oh, wait. Oh, wait, well, no, no, I'm no, mixing it up. It. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wife's dead. No, no, Dr. Dawson. So. Okay, okay. Um, I, it reminded me, honestly, of, like, just a lot of the typical um, um, hospital shows that you mm-hmm. see. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, from over the years. Like, you know, obviously not Grey's Anatomy, but a lot of other older hospital shows, that was always a big thing. Like, even with Nurse Jackie, a lot of those shows, it's like, you know, um, the doctor, if your mortality rate gets too high, or if you don't have the money and mm-hmm. the insurance claims and all this, that's a big issue for them. And they're trying to do whatever they can to stay open. Like, mm-hmm. that's always a big thing. Are we going to be able to keep, especially if you're treating the poor um, or the people who are uninsured? Mm-hmm. So I kind of took it kind of like on those lines. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, this reminds me of like, you know, seeing elsewhere or something. I don't know, some old <laughs> hospital show from like the 90s yeah. where they're just like fighting to stay open and help the people. And I kind of felt like um, Dr. Dawson really. Mm-hmm originally really wanted that, you know, to help his patients. Yeah, it did seem like that's what he wanted. I guess there's not this much sinister tech to be had in our brains, or or St. Juniper would exist already. Because if Corporation couldn't do it, they'd do it. Mm. And I think this was kind of a harbinger to its audience of, like, in the next 10, 20 years, I could see this being a reality where healthcare is still exactly how it is. Mm -hmm. You can get some, but not all. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you wanted it all, like if you wanted it all, you could. If you agreed to be a guinea pig and mm-hmm. sign away, sign your life away to a company, you could. 
you could get the the actual health care you need. Yeah. Right. Which is unfortunate, but like I think that's kind of the commentary they're making here. Yeah, that basically when you tie money to people's health, that money will win out mm. uh, overall. So, so Dr. Dawson basically agrees to end up looking like Frankenstein. <laughs> like with this giant bolt I'm like everything else is like so refined and beautiful and this poor man has to have like a bolt in his neck um, that I thought they said it was not removable and I was like you all are removable. killing me again with something that you can't remove yeah. like y'all come on now yes. get your technology a little bit better like I need you to be able to remove stuff well that's how, you, that's how you get there <laughs> Yeah, you put it in poor people like, yeah it'd be basically you test it on poor people and see how, he, how he'll deal with it but they put this bolt in his neck that allows him to feel the what the patients will feel without any of the actual consequences of it. So he'll feel the pain and he'll be able to, to diagnose things. And the more he feels somebody who has a, a, a burst appendix, the more he'll understand that this is what a burst appendix feels like. And so we have a nice little montage where we get to see him like figure out what a heart attack feels like or what a stroke feels like and you know, being able to diagnose like a cancer or anything like that. And, and then they go into, of course, how like it, it makes him better in bed. <laughs> yeah. He then he feel... got greedy. I well, think he can <laughs> that was like the tipping point where he, where shit just went. Yeah. It all went downhill from there. I mean, I would appreciate that kind of tech. I'm just yeah, saying, I was, I was okay with because that tech know, so far. Like, what right. to do when I just and feel I thought like they, I want. They to. could have done a little bit of a joke about like he also knows when she's faking it, obviously, because yeah. uh, <laughs> that's a performance. Because I know what you're feeling. Yeah, exactly. So also, I, two fun facts about this story. Particularly, mm-hmm. it was a short story called Pain Addict, written by Penn Jillette, comedian mm-hmm. Penn Jillette. Mm-hmm. And I googled it to see if like it was just a short story that he published. He had never actually published it. Oh. He had had lunch with Charlie Brooker and told him about it. And Charlie Brooker asked him. If you could like later down the line, like can I use this in the episode? Oh wow! And Pendulette tried to become Rolo in this episode, <laughs> but it was too late. But yeah. that would have worked. Yeah, it I would have loved that. It would have worked. Yeah, I mean, he's not quite as there's something. He would have been a little goofy for this. I, like likable about Pendulette, even when he's being kind of an asshole. That I don't know if necessarily would have worked for Rolo, but because you, you kind of don't want to see what happens to Rolo happen to Pendulette. Maybe, maybe not. We'll huh? see. I don't know. Some people, maybe some people, maybe some people hate him. Pendulette as an actor would like us. Would have liked the challenge. I'm sure he would have. But he didn't. But at the it. same time, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so we get to see him go through all this, and then he just again takes it too far. And I like that we cut back to Nish, kind of just being like, "But he's like, what? She's like, well, obviously <laughs> right. something bad happens. So what? What is it? And he ends up dying." Dying or feeling the feeling of dying and coming back from it. And when he comes back, he comes back like reversed. And pain is like his, 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 uh, pleasure. His, yeah, it's he, bizarro. Yeah, it's like reverse. Or is it even reverse? Because he still gets pleasure. He just feels pleasure. Well, I got the impression too. also that he came back addicted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like he the, had, it was, an it was an addiction at that point as well. Well, the pleasure of it was so. Uh, immense that it basically like the the revulsion you feel towards pain it it, it kind of inverted so like that wanting to get away from it it mm-hmm. well, he spoke more. about it like it was a resilience type of thing like mm-hmm. once you just 
um, you feel it and you it's like you persevere through the fear mm-hmm. or the pain rather mm-hmm. then eventually it's just like pleasure for mm-hmm. you so then like of course pepper. you get addicted mm-hmm. to the pleasure because yeah. the sensation is based out of the same part of your brain I think mm-hmm. right. so that once you get past the ultimate fear and pain mm-hmm. and consequence mm-hmm. if you can feel all the feelings without pain you can essentially you can feel all the feelings without pain he like trained himself it's like people who get uh, extreme tattoos or piercings it becomes like a like okay like I know when I got my my mm-hmm. ear pierced, um, it was painful, but it was also pleasurable at the same time. And I remember kind of being surprised that that was something that was about me. I was mm-hmm. like, well, <laughs> that felt kind of nice. I'm not going to do this again because obviously, you know, it's gross. But um, I know also know people who, when they get tattoos, they get a lot of pleasure out of it. Um, so he kind of just flips out. And just like starts like letting people get near death just so he can feel this this uh, pleasure, and beating his girlfriend uh, when they have sex to the point where she's like, you know what? Nah, I don't like this. <laughs> like like you can spank me a little bit, but now it's just like you're like wailing on me. So this is gonna end. Um, ends up losing his job. Rolo, who we now have kind of confirmed, if you weren't sure before, it's just a seedy character who cares about no one. It's like well. You can't be a doctor anymore, but, you know, we don't really have time to fix you, so just go home and you'll be fine. And when he goes home, this is when I was like, ugh, <laughs> oh, God, why do they keep doing this? Um, uh, because he decides that he needs to feel this sensation, so he needs to feel pain, and so he starts cutting himself and mutilating himself. Oh my god, and, it was um, disgusting. I couldn't really get through mm. it. I can't even, I can barely talk about it. <laughs> but to move on, what he learns from that is part of the feeling that he, the sensation he really needs is the fear. Yeah. Right. And that he can't, that he knows like he can no longer inflict that on himself. Mm-hmm. He's not fearful. He's done, he's dull to his own self-harm fear. fear. Well, because it's the, the fear tied with the pain mm-hmm. uh, that gives the biggest pleasure. And so from that, <laughs> and this is when I was kind of like, what is going on? Uh, he just goes ahead and, you know, takes a drill to a homeless person's head. Oh. With the brain nut on. I don't know. And, like, gets um, off from it. Mm-hmm. Like, really Imagine gets that. off from it. Like, really gets off. <laughs> um... <laughs> Ends up in a coma because obviously, you know, you can't put a, a drill through someone's skull while you're connected to the sensations that they feel without messing yourself up in some type of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Rollo like takes it too, too far and, and gives him a boner in, in the memory, <laughs> but he says it's not really true. But nonetheless, he has some weird type of pleasurable smile, and and that's the story of Doctor Dawson. I don't know. I I thought I, I liked that one better than the second story. When it, true, if this were a strictly American television show in a different time, this would be a backdoor pilot to a twi- to like a literally Tales from the Crypt, Twilight Zone kind of a thing mm-hmm. called Black right. Museum. Mm-hmm. Right. It was like, good evening, welcome to my. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like every night is Rollo, like, and then this thing. Yeah. And it's then- this thing, and then like, and yeah. then we'll use this as the framing device to walk you by the hand through these entire episodes. Yeah, Maybe I mean, this is Blackbeard should have started off that way. Yeah, the whole season could have been based off this museum. I'm kind of happy yeah. it isn't because it doesn't fit. Because Black, Black Mirror does not walk the audience by the hand like Mm-mm. Tales from the Crypt does. Mm-mm. 
Yeah. I don't know, man. Tales from the Crypt didn't really walk me through. <laughs> it was like, Haha, my pretty's Crypt Creeper creeping out. And then it was a story of Demi Moore, like, married to overweight Jeffrey Tambor mm. and hating him. <laughs> and then winning the lottery. I remember this episode. Winning the lottery at the end. You'd be like, I always hated you. And you're fat and ugly. And he stabs her to death. When are you- <laughs> when- so it wasn't it didn't like walk you through. It was when, like- when are you and I doing the Tales from the Crypt after show? <laughs> oh God! I don't know. Some of that, some of that old school uh, footage is gonna look. It's gonna be rough. Um, so then we get to the next, the next episode with the monkey, and I kind of wish they had little titles, but they didn't. But mm. it's okay. Yeah. Um, we were introduced to the characters of Jack and Carrie, um, and it's all very quick. But you know what? The quickness of which they explained. How Jack and Carrie met. Just points out how horrible. It points out how horrible <laughs> Metalhead was. Exactly. Because it took no time for me to understand that these were, this is a couple who kind of just like had a role in romance and she got pregnant and, and then they had a baby and she got hit by a car and now she's comatose. Um, so we know the skill is there. They have the ability they can to do explain it. things in a couple they seconds. They can't do it. Exactly. Um, but I, I didn't like this one as much. I don't know how you all felt about it's it. It's like but. your worst nightmare. What do you want somebody like over your? Sh- you know, yeah. sometimes significant others can be nagging her, enough. Though. You know, yeah. Um, well, I yeah, because she has no yeah. control. Mm-hmm. She's just like stuck there. Of course, she's bitching. You have nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah. I was. I mean, you know, I was okay with it. I think I liked. Maybe I liked Doctor Dawson a little bit better, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was kind of kind of like you're like, well, yeah, but what's it's unfortunate, but what's the crime? Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of interesting how they kind of brought that together at the end of this little storyline. But I was okay. With that. I thought the end of this was also a tiny bit of fan service to those of us who read the, the ticker. Those mm-hmm. of us who read the ticker in the season before, and mm-hmm. like the U, the UK news ticker mm-hmm. said that cookies get human rights. So the cookies mm-hmm. from the the cookies from the White Christmas episode mm-hmm. got human rights. Per the canon, and then he specifically said the UN said you need to have was it four or five emotions, five. or five uh, ability or ways the ability to, show, to express right? five, yeah, five up emotions. to five emotions, mm-hmm. or it's against the or law. At least, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was uh, you know it was nice to kind of get that introduction and see that it originally started as in someone's brain, but um, it, but if, it, if nothing else, it, all it did to serve for me really was to show like how bad Rollo Haynes was. Mm. The fact that he kind of was just like out here not caring about people. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I guess I originally I kind of understood why Jack would do that. But at the same time, I was thinking, why not just ask if they'll put her in someone else? Yeah, do you have cadavers here? Else? Is there someone brain dead here, is but is legally alive? Yeah, I yeah. guess that's true. Like, even it didn't have to be a teddy bear; it could have been something like. And also, I sort of—I mean, maybe this is just a girl thing, but I sort of don't like the fact that your girlfriend has a say in what's happening. You got me on pause. Your girlfriend is talking to the doctor, yeah. like, "Yeah, let's get rid of her." And I'm like, the "Wait a minute!" But, but you don't even talk mm-hmm. to me about it because originally. She voted to go into him. So I think you should let me know, give me a heads up that you're putting me into a stuffed animal. Yeah. And so I did not really like that. And I was like, okay, when did the girlfriend have this much power over the other chick? Like, I didn't like that at all. Well, I, I also, I also <laughs> like that they fundamentally didn't pick, 
they didn't pick people who were like madlessly, hopelessly in love with each other mm-hmm. and had built a very strong foundational relationship. Mm-hmm. They went on a couple dates and she got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And they had a child. Mm-hmm. That that relationship, the relationship as portrayed to us was not incredibly strong. Mm-hmm. That for her sudden departure, and then for her to just wind up back in his head, well, they weren't going to be a strong unit from that moment. I think it was also something where it, it kind of, uh, you see that because he's been by her side for so many years. Because by the time Rollo Haynes gets to her... Or gets to them mm-hmm. to introduce it. The son has gone from like a baby, baby to, to like, like a four three or five year old. Yeah. Um, and so this has given uh, Jack time to kind of build probably a connection with somebody who he doesn't really know. Who's just like a, a body that you know gave him this child at this point. And so um, I, I just thought the dumb mistake was like putting her in his head. Like that would be the worst place to put anyone, I think, and to give them no autonomy. If you're going to do that, then pull it all of me, where she can be like, I can take over the body occasionally. All mm. of me is a really old movie with Steve Martin. <laughs> and um, I can't think of her name right now. The lady from Gracie and Frankie. Gracie. Crazy. Um, Lily Collins. Lily Tomlin. There we go. Tomlin. Tomlin. Yeah. Tomlin. <laughs> uh, Lily Collins is yeah, Phil Collins's daughter. Same arena. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I would have liked to have seen that to kind of see them struggle between like who gets to take control of the body. Um, and I also just don't like the amount of authority that the new girlfriend had over the decisions. Right. Yeah, I did not like that. And then also, I felt like. Um, yeah, I would have liked her to actually be able to take control. I get tired of him saying, she said this, she said that. Like, mm-hmm. just let her talk, dude. That's one thing I would have liked if mm-hmm. the, the technology or whatever, your essence, could really make the person do some stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, it would have been nice. I think that was my problem is that originally um, she had the light where she could put red or green or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she decided to go into... Um, did like, she decide, or no. did they? Well, she put green. Green. She was like, he's like, she she wants to go. Oh, okay. And so she hit that green light. And so to me, I didn't like the fact that she was on pause when they made that decision. Like, I'm like, now you suddenly, you know, I wake up and I can only say these two lines. Mommy like, loves you. Mommy needs or monkey. Yeah, loves you. Monkey. It's chunky was, monkey. Like that's it. Like I was like, that's. Yeah. And you can tell it was something that he decided because that's what he used to say to the son. When he was talking about like what she needed, like yeah, he like, put her in pause first time. Mommy wants a hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was ruled. So Rolla loses his job for doing this. Yes. But the timeline is unclear. Okay. It's. It seems to me he was fired mm-hmm. for doing something that was legal at the time. Not to defend Rolla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not to defend Rolla, but the way they word this is such that it's Rolla put a sentience in a in a doll. Then the UN said you can't do that. And then he got fired. Well, he got fired. He didn't get... Um, it wasn't like they were like, oh, what you did was illegal and wrong. It was like, what you did might have taken it too far. Mm. And then, you know, we also kind of have, like, a history of, of things happening around you. So we're just going to go ahead and, and let you go. And, <laughs> and like, also it's yeah. now illegal. And now it's illegal. And we just... Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. it was also from that to the whole Dr. Dawson, it, it kind of shown that he was careless and, and TCKR was going in the direction of San Junipero where, you know, let's like be kind to old people and give mm-hmm. them the ability to spend their life in this afterlife. So I, I get why they fired him because they were trying to save face, um, which leads us. And also cause he was a, an un, 
savory person, sure. as we see. That's, I'm not defending him being in, fired. No, but as we see, like in the final story, um, I'll, he, I'll he point out the Easter egg though. There's a 15 million merits graphic novel he was reading. Oh, really? He was reading a 15 million merits graphic novel in this story. Mm. Oh, when the wife was like, when, when the wife are you was turn the page already. Yeah, like, yeah. when the oh, wife was yeah. in there, they were both kind of reading it together. Oh, right. And 15 million merits was obviously my favorite episode of this series mm-hmm. so far, and I think all of the talk of simulations this season mm-hmm. leads me to believe that maybe 15 million merits was one of a billion simulations they ran in an attempt to just outsource narrative fiction. It, maybe. We do get the song. I forget which episode this season um, we got the song in. Was Crocodile. It? We, Crocodile, we Crocodile, heard that we song. The song. We always so, get that song. And then, um... Yeah. I don't know. Because 15 Million Merits is, is still real. Because people reference the well, fact and we that she... See that, and, but we, and we see um, that show on TV in White Christmas. Mm-hmm. So it could be the simulation runs specifically to make us fiction. That they put a bunch of sentient simulations in a simulator and then run enough simulations until they find the best one. And then they air the best one on TV mm-hmm. and then make graphic novels about it. I don't know. I, the simulation tech seems really, really cool. Maybe. I just feel like when, like, that kind of takes away from the, the like, pain of, like, watching what happens to her yeah. and what happens to him. If they make them all simulations, that would kind of suck. I agree. Uh, <laughs> it's saying elsewhere is all of it. Yeah. Because then you're like, like well, ah! they're all simulations. <laughs> None of it matters. Damn it, I don't care anymore. Um, but we get to the the last uh, the last vignette, essentially, um, which we've kind of been, they've been alluding to in the past two episodes. They talk about a little bit about how the uh, weather woman was found dead in right. Dr. Dawson's. right. Uh, thing, and then when we get to Jack and Carrie, when he's yelling at his son, you see in the background that uh, Clayton, uh, the convict, has been convicted for her murder. Oh and so, yes, right. that's true. Um, so we get to this, and the moment he pulls back the shade, mm. and it's a, a black man seated there. I was like, oh, Nisha's is his daughter. <laughs> oh no. Oh, that water that she gave him, because it's so hot, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, my brain was like immediate. I don't know if that's how it was for you guys, but I immediately was like, oh yeah, this dude is dead. None of that clicked for me. No? I was a little dense on this one. I think for me, it clicked when, um, it clicked for sure when he said he had kids. I was like, oh, that's who she is. Mm -hmm. Because when when the wife comes in, he's like, this will take care of you and the kids. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, she's going to kill him now. Mm -hmm. That's his daughter. So that's, for me, that's when it clicked. Yeah. Um, at that point for sure. I think what slipped up is that when Netflix first introduced Niche on, I have closed captioning on, mm-hmm. and it said British accent, and I was like, oh, but I know, uh, I know this oh, actress. Man. Yeah. Oh, that's was, upsetting. Exactly. I was like, oh, I know this actress is actually British because she was on the last season of Humans. And so I was like, oh, that's weird that they said British accent. But the caption would never say that. Yeah, I was like, it almost makes it sound like she's putting on an accent. But, you know, for me, I'm like, okay, well, I'll kind of forget about it because I know that this actual actress is British. Um, so when that reveal happened, I was like, oh, no, she's totally, she's totally faking it. She's totally mm-hmm. uh, yeah. probably an American who's, this is her father that she's come to see. 
So we get the backstory on that, where, where Rollo Haynes realizes it's too difficult to to take on the uh, digital consciousness of celebrities, so why not go after convicts, because it's free, essentially, because they don't need a lot of money, and it'll be a show. Um, when he first was like, I'll, I'll take it, and you know, we'll take care of your family, I was like, well, I know this guy's not to be trusted. But at the same time, I also kind of think, well... What's the worst he's going to do to this guy? He's just going to put him in, like, a jail. Like, maybe he's just sad because he's been in that jail. But then when he reveals that he electrocutes him every single time somebody, like, wants to come and see it, I was like, oh, Rollo Haynes has got to die. There's just no... Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's just no... There's no saving this man now. I don't know how you guys felt about that, but... No, I definitely felt that way. Yeah. Which ruined my whole backdoor pilot. <laughs> of, of Black Museum being I a know. show. It, well, like, oh, well, still man. been it, but it just, it just that's it was, just how it all happened before this day. Yeah. yeah. But just seeing that, uh, there were, it was such a commentary. And this is when I talked about, like, this is when finally Black Mirror gets into race because it was a commentary on, like, how, though this man was like, what about the DNA? Like, can't you help me? There was an assumed uh, guilt to mm-hmm. him because he was a black man and he had killed a white woman. Uh, and there was no listening to him or his family. And even how Rollo like, originally tells the story to Nish of like, oh, his family didn't care about him. And, and, and the way he was able to kind of maneuver around any type of belief that this man was a, a human who had other humans who loved him and cared about him. I was like, dang, that just, that's the first time I've seen Black Mirror actually really touch on race, and particularly how race works, especially in America, um, and how it gets to the point where, when it is finally revealed that Nish's family did come in protest and get rid of mm-hmm. basically any type of attraction to the mm-hmm. museum, that he started turning to uh, perverts and, yeah. and white supremacists. Well, yeah, and she even said, like, uh, you left some parts out of the story because yeah. you could tell, like, he was trying to control the narrative by... Um, painting this picture like this guy was such a villain, his own family didn't even care about him, only almost making it seem like, oh, this is naturally the right thing to do because mm-hmm. he's he's a criminal, like nobody cares about him, not even his family. So what I'm doing is right, or it's like not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Was anyone concerned at this moment, and probably not because I most people were seeing the twist when I wasn't, was anyone concerned for Nisha's safety at this point because he had not charged her admission? I was concerned mm-hmm. with with her for her safety as soon as she walked in the door. I'm like, you're in the middle of a desert with a strange man. This is a museum full of like criminal activity. Well, they mention that though when she when he talks about why she's here all by herself. And she that's the part. Like, that's the part where I was concerned mm-hmm. because that I was like, oh, that's the creepy pervert comment. Ooh, you're mm-hmm. all alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the part where I was like, oh, gross. And then when he kept telling her the stories, I was like, okay, you know, and he can't breathe. So. I mean, I think yeah, he's having a hard time well, breathing. Well, not at this moment particularly, but yeah. there was, like, throughout these stories, I'm still just like, so is this when we realized that he took her DNA and he made a simulation of her? Or, like, how is he Did making any money? Or at, this, at this point well, yeah. in the season, what I've been trained, my brain has been trained to think, <laughs> Black Mirror is that women come out on top, except when they have to go up against a dog. On this <laughs> Black that Mirror. one exception. USS Callister. 
she trapped that man in his own brain. <laughs> I'm like, that woman crocodile, she would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for that damn guinea pig. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, she's fine. <laughs> like, okay. she's, yeah, she's I, I was man, worried. She's with, I was worried for her at, um, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I was worried for her when he made like that little sleazy comment. Mm-hmm. But I think at this point in the story, I was like, well, if he was going to do something, I mean, if mm-hmm. he was going to feel her up, if he was going to take her to the back, if mm-hmm. he was going to do something crazy... He would have done it. Mm-hmm. So I think at this point, I was at this point, I was like, "Oh, she's killing him." Yeah. So, but up until that point, I was nervous for her all along because I was like, "Yeah, you made it clear you're kind of small frame. Yeah. He seems totally gross and slimy." So I was, I was f- fearful for her. I think up until. Up until like close to the end, because I was like, "Well, she's been going this long. I've been here for an hour. She's mm-hmm. gonna be fine. I think I, she'll make it out." I guess when he took the water, because maybe I learned the same thing that Nish learned that you're not supposed to take uh, any type of drinks from strangers. Mm. I was like, mm. "Yeah, exactly." <laughs> <laughs> and then when he started having a hard time breathing, I was like, oh, "I know." Once he's right, exactly. Once he started breathing crazy, I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah." Yeah. And then when she does that thing, when she's like, "You should probably sit down," she does an American accent. I was like, "Oh yeah, you're definitely Ooh. dead." Like this is like. This is the end. Now, one thing I found that was interesting um, was that they never really addressed, other than when he was like, oh, are you going to you know, help me with my DNA? Mm-hmm. They never really addressed whether he was actually innocent of the underlying crime. Because mm-hmm. part of me was like, well, did he even kill that reporter? I, was I wasn't really too. sure. But I kind of found it an interesting kind of layer to the story that it wasn't really about whether he was wrongfully imprisoned, which he probably may have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also more about his treatment after he had been incarcerated or after he passed or after he was electrocuted mm-hmm. or whatever. It was about, I think it was really about assumed guilt of just saying that, well, this because this man is guilty, he he doesn't have any more human rights, which kind exactly. of talks this commentary about uh, just the overall uh, prison system. Exactly. And, That's what mm-hmm. I felt it was as well. It wasn't as yeah. much to do with the inadequacies of how the justice system, system was applied to him. Like, mm-hmm. he shouldn't have been there probably anyway, mm-hmm. but more that once you are convicted, you're still a human being and you still deserve yeah. a basic level of treatment. And that's a, a big problem with the prison system is that once you're in it, like it, it's basically just like a cycle. And the reason why it's a cycle is because you're you're no longer assumed to be human once you're in, in the system. You're mm-hmm. just a person that um, they throw away. That's what we do. And we use you for for very uh, mundane labor, <laughs> and, and you know if you die in prison, okay, well then you died in prison. If you get shanked and raped in prison, well, okay, well then you're not really human anyway. So what does it matter? So I, I think that's kind of like the uh, maybe maybe I'm really reading into it, but that's the feeling I get just by even taking a digital <clears throat> imprint of this man and being like, well. You're just here for other people's entertainment anyway, so let's just, like, electrocute you. Mm-hmm. And people get a little treat, an actual piece of your soul to take with them that will be in eternal pain. <laughs> well, because like, the, oh, my God. <laughs> because the idea yeah. of he could probably have just about the tech that everyone who enters that museum, mm-hmm. he you could give him a little DNA and you could electrocute yourself at the end of the tour. Mm-hmm. No one would want that. Mm-hmm. No one would want you to see that. No one would want to know you could do that. Mm-hmm. 
but because you're doing it to a prisoner, yep. a convicted, you feel less a guilty convicted homicide, you feel no guilt. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's and why that's he the paints problem. the picture of it. Like in this certain storyline, he probably gives all the visitors like mm-hmm. a certain spiel mm-hmm. to be like to make it an attraction in a way. But it's also kind of interesting because that's like a huge theme within this season, at least, is like trap simulations. You mm-hmm. know, like a little piece of you is always trapped somewhere mm-hmm. and eternally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even just the when you when you see the people who are electrocuting him, I was like, "Oh, everyone is everyone white." <laughs> I was like, "Huh, okay." It's just like a very, it's a very quiet, subtle way of kind of just having a commentary about like, well, if this were a, a white collar criminal mm-hmm. who was electrocuted for you know, because white collar crim- criminals never get electrocuted. Um, for a crime, if you were a white man, would people be as inclined to electrocute him? But there is this this type of mindset of like, well, it, not only is he uh, a, a a murderer, but he's a black man who murdered a white woman, and, and at the same time, like it ties into how um, black people are viewed in society and how black people are still viewed in American society mm-hmm. in this universe of black mirror. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> And I think, Um, in Black Mirror's defense, it was a British show up until fairly recently, mm -hmm. so that when dealing with race in America, it didn't have that responsibility until, I would say, this episode. And it handled it very well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was, uh, I think they kind of tried to play with it. I don't know if, because when they start shooting these episodes, nothing had politically happened. Uh, as of yet, or things that just started to politically happen. So I don't know if maybe because there's been a turn in how things are handled now, mm-hmm. um, that maybe they've decided to have more of a commentary about women and have a commentary about uh, black people and people of color in general in America. But I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed watching Rollo Haynes get trapped into the conscious of a digital version of a man that he had cursed to electrocution for the eternity and to be electrocuted and then to be turned into a souvenir and to be in internal pain and screaming. Mm-hmm. Maybe that that's just a little bit about a bit of my darkness. But <laughs> I mean, also, I saw this the same week I, I like, saw The Greatest Showman. Like, oh, I saw God. them in the same week. Yeah. Which, The Greatest Showman is... Um, a lie? Like, a complete lie. A complete and utter sham. And if anyone watched The Greatest Showman and enjoyed The Greatest Showman, do yourself a favor, don't Google who P.T. Barnum was. Yeah. Because he's more closer to Rollo Haynes than Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In every stretch of the imagination, it was very much like reading up on P.T. Barnum and then seeing this episode. Yeah. There was a lot of the same, just the idea that certain people are just subhuman. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cool, subhumans, let's come mm-hmm. see them. Let's come see them. Yeah. Yeah, Shame uh, on you, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Damn it, I love you. You could have won an Oscar for Logan, okay? You didn't need this movie. Anyways, go ahead. The movie was, the movie was great. But they, <laughs> should, they should have just not called him P.T. Barnum. You could have called him anyone else. <laughs> it's a good lie. I'm sorry, what were you going to say? Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the commentary because I felt that um, it also dealt with some issues. Like, he wasn't even... Um, you know, he was just, I mean, I guess it does dealt with a lot of stereotypical issues mm-hmm. because he wasn't even like a light skinned black man. He mm-hmm. looked like someone that you would be afraid of. The people that were pulling the switch looked like they were afraid of him. Mm-hmm. And even, I think there were a couple people who was like, no, don't do it. I guess before he lost his voice. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they all were like, no, this is this horrible, mm-hmm. um, black man that murdered this sweet, mm-hmm. lovely reporter mm-hmm. uh, or weather woman or whatever. And, um, so I think they did a really good job of just 
just seeing how people are polarized, like one by the media and to get these impressions of a race of people or of people in general. Um, even when you go back and see the previous story where they show the pictures of them side by side exactly. on TV and she's all smiling. Right. And, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just this like mugshot. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. so much of how the media is driven. And then when you see the people there, like, they're like, oh, okay, no, we can't hear anything. And, you know, and it's interesting to see because I think when Rolo is really doing these stories, like all along, he makes little comments about immigrants and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's not until the very end where you're like, I mean, you were a little sleazy, but you were just trying to make money before. Mm-hmm. Now you really are. He almost came off as racist in the end when mm-hmm. he was talking about, oh, yeah, you know, he when he was really describing um, Clayton and just how he described the whole crime and everything. Yeah. So I thought um, I thought it was really well done and um, an interesting twist. It was nice yeah. to have a this was, I guess, a good uh-huh. ending that I actually liked. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, and, and I also like the idea, too, that. She didn't keep him there forever. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because sometimes, you know, like with uh, U.S. Callister, it's like, okay, you know, you want the person to get their just desserts, but not forever. I, you, you know, know so I kind of like the where... fact that it's like, get him some pain, put him in your little car key, you know, your keychain, and keep it moving. Like, he doesn't have, you don't have to now be running the museum for, out, I for think a million years. With USS Callister, I think it was just uh, an unfortunate part of like them escaping that the it exposed mm-hmm. his like uh, particular version of infinity to the internet and the internet attacked it but at the same time uh, I really think that after let's say 12 days because they have 10 days of Christmas vacation and if he's not back by the second day I think someone's going to go looking for him mm-hmm. whether or not he's alive I don't mm. know but I mean you can go about you can go about 12 days 11 days without food so we'll see. <laughs> like, he might water. still be. I think he's dead. Not without water. That right. was nothing. I was like, he died yeah. playing video games. That's just say it. I mean, that's also a commentary about having your brain sucked by video games. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Very but true. It was good. I liked that Black Mirror finally went here, though, because yeah. you know we had commentary on mm-hmm. all different spectrums of reality mm-hmm. and mostly tech, <laughs> but um, you know, it's sexism. About, yeah, and, and it's so. about time that it actually took on, uh, you know, this unfortunate part of reality. And I think it, it kind of talked about, because um, I just remember a friend posted on, on Facebook the other day a reminder of, of him talking to someone from Australia last year and how after the election he was say, he was telling her, well, I hope you don't think this is all Americans, that we all, you know, uh, stand by um, uh, the current president. And, uh, and she's like, oh, no, yeah, we, you know, you know, your president represents you. So you're all idiots. That's oh, what we God. all think. And I was like, oh! But it kind of... When you see the season three of Black Mirror, it, there's the American stories are still just kind of Black Mirror stories. There's still like kind of like a, a hopefulness in terms of like where we've come with with race and, and, and gender at that point. And then when we get to this season, when we get to the American stories, such as USS Callister and this episode, it, it's taken a darker turn. Like, America is not as as forward-thinking as the rest of, of the world is, at least the European world. Mm. And I was like, that's an interesting thing, that that's suddenly changed in the universe, and now th- there is a problem with immigration, and... There is a problem with sexism at USS Callister and that kind of stuff. So I was like, hmm, that's interesting that they've they've made that turn. 
with uh, with current events. Yep. I mean, I'm not going to talk about current events today because no. you know I, <laughs> some I weird a, stuff happened from the president today. I had What's a thing, also? and I was just like, no, I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Anyways. Yeah. Any other comments? <laughs> I, <laughs> on that um, note, there's a couple. There's a couple people commenting in the mm-hmm. chat that this season six was a lot about AI and simulations oh, and like. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the season we're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> episode six, mm-hmm. season four was a lot about um, AI and simulated tech and simulated minds. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that if they did this again in, a, in an upcoming season, it would come off very stale. Mm-hmm. I think the breadth of humanity. And technology and that intersection mm-hmm. leads for way more than just like I think they've done a good job kind of getting into specifically simulations. Yeah, they and took computing. like the world of San Junipero, and they're like, we gave you all that kindness and sweetness, so now we just have to go and turn and like and fuck it up basically mm-hmm. and make it really horrible, just so you know that it can still be really horrible. <laughs> you're like, I got it. Thank you. I understand now. Yeah. So I'm curious to see. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess we can do predictions. <laughs> On season Ooh. five. And now, we're after Buzz. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the first predictions we've done this season, Oof. but I, I don't know if you guys maybe did them on episode one and two, but um, where where can we go now in this world of Black Mirror where America is kind of like a sexist, racist cesspool and everything else is just kind of like technologically messed up? I think it's really <laughs> going to depend on where we go as like... Uh, society like yeah. god knows what the hell is in our future <laughs> like we, you, we really don't you have no idea every single day when you wake up know. you're like damn what's a what's could happen today yeah and it you know every day you think it can't get worse it gets worse and i think that a new black mirror is definitely going to depict that in some way yeah, I, I agree. I can't, I'm trying to think of what biggest thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, some, something crazy with Snapchat. I don't know. I can't. Uh, something that no matter what happens, it disappears in 24 hours. I don't know. Uh, something kind of to the edge. I'm trying to think of a big enough issue in today's society mm-hmm. that has an intersection with some type of tech. Because that right. would be the best way to make So if you took... To a certain extent, you could kind of just ma- mishmash them together. Like, if you took um, some type of tech that's kind of far along, let's say drones, okay. and then you took immigration. Mm-hmm. I'm ca- I think I'm kind of figuring out how to make a Black Mirror episode. Pick a hot button issue, mm-hmm. and then pick a form of tech, let's say drones and immigration. Mm-hmm. We find a way for the drones... To transport people, so immigration's not a problem because everyone can live everywhere all the time because drones literally pick you up and bring you places. Or I was going to say the self-driving Uber cars yeah. drive mm-hmm. you back across the border, well, they already, so they, you oh, never no, can never come back. Yeah, you can yeah. never get to the country because I think you want to go. The implication of drones and maybe even teleportation, if you mm-hmm. wanted to get a little more out there, something about the idea that immigration no lo- is no longer a problem mm-hmm. if home is no longer a concept. If home, yeah. the concept of home changes. Yeah. But then how do you make that a creepy with, how do you make that a, make that a creepy scenario? Because yeah. then you're never happy anywhere. Maybe that's the, Maybe you I never find your. True that's what home. I thought downsizing would be. It was not. <laughs> no, it was not. But, you know, not people could. It would just be people abusing it. Like yeah. with yeah. everything, there's a way that people could abuse it. You know mm, what right. I mean? I don't think they would really touch on on immigration. I mean, 
to be clear, the UK has their own problems. I see you, Theresa May. But, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think it's more of the one thing they haven't really ever come back to was um, when they created the uh, Android. From oh, the, 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 the I'll Be Right Back? I'll Be or Right be, Back. Or Be Right mm-hmm. Back, where it's it, just... Yeah, and so I think that's kind of the tech that they could come back to. I think of if we if we are putting ourselves into tech and we kind of get that with the dogs of like what happens when the tech, when the AI runs wild, mm-hmm. what's going to happen if we're constantly putting ourselves into tech and, and we're leaving uh, artificial intelligence to run amok on its own? So would it, could it be something where after a while we're being forced into this digital universe because the AI no longer wants us to exist Ooh. in a, uh, a 3D, 4D, an actual plane. So I think that could be a really awesome episode. You can, you're welcome, Charlie Booker. You can totally take that. Mm. But like, <laughs> of people basically being um, replaced with uh, an AI version of themselves and the AI version deciding that it's a better version and taking these people and throwing it into a digital universe. I like that. Very, oh, a realistic matrix. But yeah. then the people in the digital universe don't fight. It's just... Well, that's interesting. Or what you end up realizing is that the, the AI universe is actually a much more peaceful and happy universe, and it's the people in the digital universe. Like, what used to be, like, blissful San Junipero has now turned into just, like, <laughs> everyone running amok. Mm, the idea that hell is other people. Mm-hmm. I like that. I yeah. also like the idea of... You did bring up Be Right Back. That mm-hmm. tech hasn't been truly explored. The exactly. idea that... The idea that you can put that sentience in... You can put that sentience in a moving, breathing, living body. Right. Mm-hmm. So that maybe people... Either A, people, instead of getting cosmetic surgery, they just sit in their house and control a living, moving, breathing body. That's like that and like Wally, Bruce Willis. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, or... <laughs> or it's a post-San Junipero... Or it's similar to the San Junipero world, mm-hmm. where when you die, you decide to upload your consciousness to a body that doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then no one okay. no one dies. Um, also, the, we're, they're working on a DNA editing thing where no one will die ever. So that's in real life. In real life, we're, they're and working. Can't they do head transplants now, where you could just put mm-hmm. your head on a younger body and like still live? That's a little further along. Whereas the DNA editing, we're pretty close. They can resequence DNA and just destroy most diseases or things that will kill you. Mm-hmm. So that the only things that will actually kill you are. Like human like, error, like age. human error. Well, not or, old age. It, oh. it, and that apparent. I've read way too much into it. That apparently net birth would go down. That 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 because humans would live forever minus accidents, like so gunshots, like accidents. gunshots, car accidents. Oh, okay. Like, and it would be the world like in time, which in mm. time is just a poorly done Black Mirror episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the Justin Timberlake movie. Because they never explained mm-hmm. why that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But I like that idea too. I yeah. think I left a lot on the table here. We're good. No, I think uh, we'll see. I think it's going to be an interesting season five. And if you're looking for an actor, I'm available. Okay. So that wraps <laughs> up this episode and the season of Black Mirror After Show and After Buzz TV. Uh, where can everyone find everyone and also talk about other shows you're doing? Um, you guys can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter, the real underscore O underscore G, and you can also see my interview segment on AfterBuzz TV, where I interview other After Buzzers, and we talk about all things in their life, hosts, showbiz, whatever, whatever, host highlights. Hit me up there. 
Hi, uh, you can find me on all social media at Erica D as in Dora Edwards. I am also doing the after show for Real Housewives of Atlanta, which is fun on Sunday nights. And if you're in L.A., I'll be doing comedy at Flappers on January 25th, 8 p.m. Come on out and get your laugh on. And I'm Steve Kaufman. Find me on Twitter almost exclusively. That's at Steve Kaufman, K-A-U-F-M-A-N. And you can also go to thesoberyear.com. That's a blog I'm doing about my sobriety. Okay. I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. You can also catch me tomorrow morning on the Unproduced Table Read on Popcorn Talk. You can also catch me next Wednesday on After Buzz for the Magicians. You can also catch me on Wolfenstein to the New Colossus, where you can interact with me, and I'll tell you something really weird about something you need to do while killing Nazis. Uh, that's about it for this season. As always, please rate, subscribe, and all that kind of stuff on iTunes and YouTube and comment and and, and tweet and, and Facebook, but I'm not on there right now, and Instagram, but I'm not on there right now, but tweet, <laughs> definitely. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you in 2019. Yes, we will. Bye, folks. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 